Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend who has to listen to me for a long time. Frank, how are you today? I am doing super... Uh, I'm doing... Bat. Bat... 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 Batastic? Batastic. Batterific? Yes. You're bat... bat, bat, bat uh, good for you, Frank. Good for you. <laughs> 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 good answer. Good answer. Good. Good. <laughs> Frank, are you drinking? Uh, are you drinking a beer? I am, because... in fact, drinking a beer this uh, this evening. This fine, fine, fine uh, winter, spring ish evening. I don't know. We're kind of in, in the middle right now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am working on a uh, Dorchester Brewing. Uh, it's a local ma- ma- Massachusetts brewery, right, based right here in, in Boston. Uh, the Dorchester Brewing V1 Double IPA. Oh, nice. It is a wonderful, wonderful beer um, gifted to me uh, for my birthday. You know, I, I, I had a, I had threw a party. I had my 30th birthday uh, back in January, and we threw a party. You were there. A bunch of friends were there, and uh, many people brought beers because they that is a, along with my beard, that's a defining characteristic of me. And True. so people brought uh, brought you know some some nice beers for me, and uh, one of them was from uh, a a friend of mine who uh, stopped by the uh, Dorchester Brewing Dorchester Brewery and, and picked up this IPA. It's a it is one of the like premier for me like a really really solid example of what a good IPA should be. It is like oh. a good a good balance of the malts and the hops. Uh, you know, it's a little bit on the bitter side as an IPA is. So if that's a turn off for you, then I wouldn't recommend it. But I, I do really, I really, really like this beer. So, so yeah, uh, if that's a thing you're into, if you enjoy a good IPA, even once in a while, this is a this is a solid one. So, I would recommend that one if you are so inclined. Uh, but but uh, what are what are you drinking tonight? Well, I I'm drinking I'm just drinking a seltzer tonight to to be honest. But a couple of nights ago, I had a stout that was out of this world and and to be honest now I can't I wrote it down and I can't find I can't find it it's so upsetting to me that I I don't know I don't know what it was but you know what I will find it okay and we'll put it in the show notes we will it was stout of this world it was stout of this world oh, the seat that's a missed opportunity from somebody <laughs> I know really really is it really mm-hmm. is when I start my brewery all the names are going to be puns Oh, they better be. Yeah, they better be. Did you see that? Did you see that uh, Jurassic Park pun that I had on my Twitter feed? 
recently. Mm, it's I, like a, it's if I a, did, I don't remember it right now. It, it's a gif of a jeep backing up, and the T Rex's arms are just like telling it to back up. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park, so good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so stupid. I love it. It's so stupid. Oh, it's amazing. My God. Yeah, uh, the funniest jokes are the like the stupidest jokes are the funniest jokes. Exactly. Anyway, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So, so this is a continuation. Oh, uh, this this is a continuation of a series that we started uh, with you uh, with a Superman with a HBO pitch, eight seasons, same actors, Superman, Superman show. And now I am now I'm going to do the the Batman version of this eight yeah. season long same actors pitch, and from. Um, from our point to um, um, from our point, I don't even know what I was going to say. This was um, this topic comes from Lauren, who is a thoughtable audio host of Metropolis Podcast That's at right. MetPod on Twitter, and so you can you can go over and check her out. Um, and so, let, this... let me give that pitch again for people who might not have heard the last episode. Yes, the, go the, for I, it. The idea is the two of us we plot out our dream HBO budget show, like big budget. Uh, uh, prestige drama show in your case about Batman the whole thing's eight seasons long they're all all the actors are contracted locked in for eight seasons so we can play in this sandbox and know that people aren't going to leave and we're not going to have to like work our way into corners and write out of like all the cast members we want are in for all eight seasons I did Superman on the last episode, if you, uh, or, or I guess a couple episodes ago, uh, at this point, and you are about to give me your Batman pitch. So I will turn the microphone over to you, and I, I want to hear. I want to hear what your show would uh, would be like. All right. So this my show, much like much like your show. I think. Hold on. I I wrote some notes, and I just got a I got a better idea sure. Sure, sure, as I up. as you were like, and I turn it over to you, and I was like, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything I wrote. I want to change it all. No, I want to change change places. Um, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Mm, I don't. There's something. There's something missing in like my brain work here no yeah well that is that is very obvious mm. um we've all been thinking it we've all been thinking it i'm just saying it pirates <laughs> 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 oh man i don't know why i don't know why i'll Always. come up with it as the i'll come up with it as the as the season as the season goes mm-hmm. i think i want to do I think I want to do. Uh, oh, you know what? I uh-huh. so Frank. Why don't while I'm fixing this for a hot second, give people your if they missed yours, give them the synopsis. Okay. So the overall idea is we're going to take a little bit from Lois and Clark, a little bit from Smallville, a little bit from Superman the Animated Series, uh, a few things from Jeff Johns, from Brian Michael Bendis, and from uh, uh, John Byrne. And uh, the idea is a eight season long Superman show. The, the first season starts with a little bit of uh, first episode of Krypton, second episode of Smallville, third episode we hit Metropolis. The, season, the, sh- the series is really based on him being in Metropolis, his life in Metropolis. He's learned his powers by this point, but he is uh, learning how to, how to use them as a hero, how to live a double life. <clears throat> he meets Lois, they fall in love, they start to date eventually. 
they would uh, he would fight a bunch of villains. There'd be season long villains. There'd be individual villains along the way. At some point, one of the season villains is Zod. They would um, Lois and Clark would adopt Zod's son, and uh, they would eventually get married. There would be a death of Superman story, and ultimately he would fight Doomsday. Uh, he would fight uh, well, yes, he'd fight Doomsday, but um, he would fight. Um, uh, the whole apocalypse uh, story would play out, and he would fight Darkseid and save the Earth from Darkseid in the in the final the the series finale. Excellent, excellent. All right, now I'm good. Now, all right, that's literally what I needed to fix my pitch because I I knew what I I I'll, I'll explain what I did when I get there. Okay, okay. sounds all right, good. Good. All right. So, so I turn the microphone over to you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. All right. So this is my eight season pitch for a Batman show that will probably never exist uh, on oh, HBO. You know, but H- if you take a look at Game of Thrones, the first se- the first um, the first um, season of Game of Thrones cost ten million dollars. And now every episode costs ten million dollars, mm. which is crazy. like the, the difference. And so but I like to start almost as kind of small in that way that, you know, $10 million for the whole season kind of, kind of look, keep it, keep it insulated and we'll go up from there. So my pitch is not really a Batman show. It is. And Batman is certainly a main character, but I want it through the perspectives of the changing Robins. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is, so instead of just like a, you know, oh, it's Batman and he's going to fight the villain of the week or he's going to do a season long arc like we're going to do some of that. But we're going to take some of the best Batman stories and we're going to mix them together through the course of the eight seasons through the perspectives of the shifting Robins. So the whole show, seasons one through eight, is about Batman's relationship with Robin. OK, okay. And, and and who those Robins are. So so we start in season one with Batman already existing. Okay, so it's not like a Batman's learning to be Batman for the first time or anything like that. He's already there. And the show starts with the adoption of Dick Grayson. Okay. Okay. Even if Dick Grayson already exists as Robin for a little bit, like you learn how that like relationship started. Like they're already together. Um fighting crime. And I want the first season to be an adaptation of Dark Victory, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale's Dark oh, Victory. Great. So, yeah. So, because you've seen... Because Dark Victory is a sequel to Long Halloween, which many people know is like the origin of Two-Face, and it's this, and you know, it's all these different things. But, um, but Dark Victory is the continuation of that mobster kind of story, but that also then sets the tone of the show. Like, I want, like, this slightly... Not not dated necessarily but i like the timeless feel that um the tim burton movies have or that gotham has you know it's like that what year is it exactly you know and i i like that because it, it makes the show timeless because you you know not everybody's reliant on the 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 cell phone app or the this or the you know like it's it's got a you know, if you're dealing with mobsters and crooks and gangsters and everything like you kind of i want to lean into that a little bit and so I want to introduce Batgirl, Barbara Gordon, halfway through the first season. So by the end of the first season, you already, because Batman and Robin already established, you have Batman, Batgirl, and Robin. And that's all Dark Victory. And then you move into season two, which is about Dick Grayson's separation from Batman, right? Mm. You know, like it's mm-hmm. just like, it's, uh, it's his, um, you know, like I'm, I need to go off on my own kind of thing. But I, it, between each season, I, I, 
I don't want every season to be like the next day, you know, I like yeah, I yeah. can I can I can say between seasons one and two, it's there's a three year gap in there or something sure. like that. Like Robin's a little older now. It's OK. You you know, like let's because that gives time to say like for other villains to establish themselves without having to establish them. Right. Say exactly. Things just happen. So so I want season two to be an adaptation of Mask of the Phantasm, mm. you know, so so as so so. So Dick fighting Bruce on my need to separate and you don't get me and all this stuff is having Bruce reminisce about his broken relationship with Andrea Beaumont and how and like what that's like done to him. Like he can't get close to people. And so he's driven Dick away in a different way, but in the same like in a way that like he also can't trust people. Sure. And so in that and so. So and plus a live ad- adaptation of Phantasm is something like I've been waiting for Phantasm to show up in something besides the animated series universe because it's a great character and with a really cool design and I'm just I'm waiting on that day so that's season two right so then we got season three is the introduction of Jason Todd as Robin nice okay but then but Jason Todd only lasts the season okay ah. He's Why, a, Tim? What happened to oh, him? Big him. <laughs> so Jason Todd only. So Jason Todd only lasts the season. Um, but this is my favorite. This is what I was most proud of. I was getting excited when I was like, "Ooh, this is a good idea." The death of Jason at by at the hands of the Joker happens because Bruce is otherwise occupied conceiving Damien with Talia. Whoa! <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So like he doesn't know that Jason has snuck out on his own even in the first place because Talia has otherwise taken his time away. Sure. So like this so you have this juxtaposition of the life of a child being taken as one is like being made, like coming into Ooh. the world like a life for a life kind of thing. Ooh. I know. <laughs> Get all sweaty. Oh, man. Just like Bruce and Talia. You're my, you're my church fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Save him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then, so, so, so the beginning of season four is the beginning of season four is the fallout of Bruce's mourning of that. Like he just can't get over like, cause it's not his fault, but he's definitely of the, if I like kept my mind better or my, like if I, if I was a better, like if I didn't fall to weakness or whatever, then I wouldn't be in this position. If I denied myself like the pleasure, Mm -hmm. like the pleasure of my own life, then I could have saved his. Exactly, exactly. Which then causes the rift between um, Talia and Bruce, sure, sure. in you know, in the first place. And so, um, so with so then you are also setting up Talia. So then, like Bruce also kind of blames Talia, even though that she's like the mother of his child. So then you break like there's a rift between them now mm-hmm. and everything. And so that's that's where I am. So so Tim Drake is in. The third Robin is in all of season four, but he only becomes Robin halfway through the season. Okay. Okay. And so while Bruce feels like his life is spiraling out of control because he's alone or whatever, enter season four, the Court of Owls. Ah. 
oh, you know, because this is great. B- because now because Bruce, if he doesn't feel like it's all his fault, if I had better control over, you know, myself, yep. Jason wouldn't have died. But now he doesn't have control over the city that he thought he had control over because the owls have been controlling it the whole time. Um, and so but I want Tim to only come in and kind of like save him. You know what I mean? Like he needs to be saved from the owls and from himself and enter Tim Drake as arguably the best Robin because not just because of the names, but he really is the best Robin. Mm. So and like during all this time, you still have Dick Grayson say like in like he's still there's still Batgirl. There's still Dick Grayson and his Nightwing like they're like reconciling their differences, you know, and it's taken a little time. But like the death of Jason is what brings dick back into the picture to be there for bruce and like all that stuff but it's a different relationship that they have now sure so you have all of you have that and of course you always have, you have alfred being like that that's uh i'll make you some tea you know and sure, all the good sure. all the good bits about alfred so we have all that happening and then um season uh season five um i want a season-long adaptation of hush Um, you know because then you have tim drake as the established robin and he's quote unquote the pretender because spoiler in hush the bandages unwrap and it's jason todd under the thing like but you said he was dead you know like (laughs) (laughs) you know he was dead but twist in this version tommy elliott isn't hush i it's actually jason todd oh okay okay like jason todd is because like his whole thing is like I wasn't dead. You abandoned me. Yes. And, you know, Talia brought me back or whatever it is. And Talia only brings it back because Bruce ghosted her after having, you know, because he was upset. And so she brings she brings um, Jason back from the dead to to get revenge on Bruce. And it's like right. a whole big thing. Right. It's a different ending. But that's what I want for season five. So you're not really doing Under the Red Hood. You're doing Hush as Under the Red Hood. Right. Right. Interesting. I like that. I like yeah. that amalgamation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So then, so then my season six, because Talia ages up Damien in the little tube and everything like that. Oh, uh, okay. Because he was conceived in season three, and then you can have a couple years of between seasons four and five, and then even five and six. So then season six, enter Damien Wayne, and you do... Um, you do an adaptation of Grant Morrison's run on Batman from Son of Batman up through Batman R.I.P. So then you're including things like um, the Ninja Man Bats and the, um, you know, maybe the Black Glove, um, you know, um, the Joker's next psychotic level, his next break, you know, because through this, um, through the these seasons, some, like, you have other, villains kind of interspersing right that's the whole idea of the adaptation that, sure you know poison ivy shows up and the joker shows up and the penguin's got his iceberg lounge and you know like you do the established gotham everything already is in the city you don't need you know because i feel like when you watch a show when you like if you watch any show that's not a comic book show they don't bother to explain characters you know yeah if somebody sure. owns a nightclub they just own a nightclub yeah. You know what I mean? But if it's a comic book show or a comic book movie, you have to explain where the nightclub came from. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, no, you don't. They're just characters that exist in the world. That's what my goal is to make them feel like people. Yeah. You know, and so not that because I, I like like I like when Batman fights superpowered things and everything like that. I'm not like a 
it's weird when he's in the Justice League. I'm not that kind of person. Sure. Um, but I don't feel like you need to explain everything away either. You know what I mean? Like it, it just uh, just have it be. This is the world that they live in. And so in like and like your show, like you said, anybody, any outside of the DC universe um outside of the Batman universe hero or villain is welcome to show up at any time but i think batman's world is so fleshed out anyway you don't really need them to like just because yeah. they're just you know they're always there sure. um so but during um season 6 i would also like to introduce um I would either like to, well, either during five or six, I would like to either introduce Huntress or Batwoman. I haven't really decided. Huntress really, Huntress is in Hush, though she's not a incredibly intricate role. Um, But I, um, but, but Batwoman doesn't come until much later, but I think she's a great character and I just want to see her on screen with everybody. That's more, that's more my, (laughs) I just like her. Sure. Um, Just like the character. Exactly, and I want like I want Catwoman starting in season one, and she's all oh, like okay. she's I want her like as part of the main cast always, you know, even though she goes and does her own thing, but she's always that line between you know, you know, good and bad and whatever else. Because I think in season two, if you're at adapting Phantasm, to have Catwoman there as like almost like a, a version of phantasm in a way like okay. someone who walks the good and bad line like another version of that type of character is just a a good parallel you know and phantasm has the joker in it and so you're going to get that in you know moving on and on and up and from there so um so then season 6 you do Damian Wayne son of batman to RIP so then it ends on that cliffhanger of oh my god Bruce is dead it's like that class like he's not dead but season seven is Dick Grayson as Batman and Damien as Robin nice yeah and like see a Bruce take a season off um not a whole season but what I do want uh, what I do want to do is I want to include Nightfall's Asriel in season seven. So instead of Bane breaking his back and Batman being like random dude on the street, you be Batman. You know, I want, I want, um, I want, um, in season four with the court of owls. I also want the order of St. Dumas to be like battling it out with the court of owls. So there's like a pre-established character or at least organization that also runs throughout. And then that, that surfaces itself as when Batman disappears, this order of St. Dumas says, Oh no, this is our time. This right. is what we're going to do. And so they, they make their own Batman in Asriel. Um, but I also want the court of owls to resurface back and say, Oh no, we want our Talon to be the next defender of the city. And so then right. you have Dick and Rob, you have Batman and Robins, Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne versus, Azrael and Talon, which could be very cool. Um, very cool. Very cool. And, of, you know, have all these other characters. And then season eight, like, as Batman comes back, I want to do a... It's not done yet, but I wanted I want to take some of the best elements of what Tom King is doing in Batman right now, and and plug that into... And plug that into a season eight to kind of wrap everything together. That's speaking very highly of the Tom King stuff that you want it to be the the series ender. Mm. That's that's. Are you are you are you reading the Tom King stuff? I'm not right now. No, oh. I know. I really need to. 
it is it's some of the the greatest stuff out there. What you really need to do is now that it's done, especially, is you need to read Mr. Miracle. Really? Like, oh man, it's like teach it in a classroom good. Like not even just like, wow. wow, what a good superhero story. It's like a teach it in a like teach it in the classroom. It's gonna go down as one of those kind of books. Damn. So, All right. Yeah. So um yeah, didn't win the Eisner Award for nothing. Yeah. So Fair. um yeah, so that's my that's my that's my pitch. I I debated just taking the Gotham cast that I love so much and just continuing to use those characters, um, because everybody that I've mentioned, everybody that I've mentioned in here, is not on the show. Right? Maybe Talia, like Raish, you know, Jim Gordon, you know, like Leslie Tompkins, like they're all in there, okay. and um, even the Riddler and Penguin and stuff like that, they're also in there. So I I would I think all of those actors are doing a great job and they really get those char- they really get those sure. characters but the show is a little bit more macabre than what I would want for the okay. show I would I want a more I would want a more noir than macabre style okay. across the way okay. so because if you if you look starting in the first season all the way it's there's always kind of a mystery um, so so I was going to so piggybacking on that so, so the tone would be more noir. Would it be like, you know, there's Detective Batman, and then there's like superhero Batman. Would it be more of the uh, emphasis on Detective Batman? Not that em- you would jeopardize yeah, em- one or the other, but emphasis on Detective Batman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, emphasis on Detective Batman, which I think is important in a show. Um, you know, it's almost like watching Daredevil, and it's like emphasis on lawyer Matt Murdock. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it's in some ways it's similar. It's similar to that because that's. I mean, Dark Victory is a mystery. Mask of the Phantasm is a mystery. Court of Owls is a mystery. Hush is a mystery. So, you know, I, all of those, you know, and even in season seven when, when Bruce is gone, you could have Dick and Damien being like, all right, he's disappeared. We have to be the detectives now. Yeah. we Let's let's figure this out. Where did he go? You know, and of course you then have like Tim Drake being like, I'm actually a detective. I will do this. Sure. You know. Of course. And so might be a little too many characters to juggle. That's like, but I, I find that like, if you look at some of those CW shows, especially like, uh, or even Game of Thrones is a good example of this. Like there are a lot of characters, but they don't need, all of them don't need 20 minutes of screen time all the time. Right. You know, it depends on where the show's emphasis is, but knowing that, you know, Batman is your main character, but it's, you know, or watching the evolution of his relationship with these different kids that he is basically their, he is their father. In some cases, he is literally the father, um, you know, and I think that's kind of how you take the Batman detective, but then you also take it as like fathers and sons and, and how yes. how he has has to learn to be a dad and find love and, you know, all these things that you watch on television. So as for cast, besides taking some of the Gotham people, I am my next question. Yeah. Yeah, I am also of the um I am also of the um of the mind that I like no names because I like say like you, your episode you mentioned Amy Adams where you're like that's Amy Adams and I like I I do the same thing. Like I have a real hard time watching people who I I have who are pre-established actors. You know, unless you're a kid and you see them as that character first, you know, but yeah, I would, I would like to see, 
I would like to see some people I've never seen before. Sure. Yeah. If they're good, great. That's all I care about. Yeah. What interpretation of the characters would you want them to draw on, though? Would it be more of a, you know, Christian Bale? Would it be more of a Michael Keaton? Would it be more of a Val Kilmer? Like, which, which, um, which Batman you know, would I like to draw on? Yeah, mm. or, or, or you know, or, or which writers or, or whatever. But which interpretation would this unknown actor be sort of portraying? It depends on the year. It depends on. On which season, it, it, which it depends on the season. What story? I think so. You start in season one, and and Batman's kind of an optimist still. Like he enjoys being Batman in season one. So if you look at if you look at um, the Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill run in the seventies, he's yeah. like a he like he likes being Batman. He like, enjoys himself. He's like this globe trotting playboy, you know, James Bond type character totally. he like likes being a superhero and then but as the season goes especially the death of jason todd in season three it's like it's starting to get to him and that's where like his fall kind of comes in and that's where that's where like the idea of like he he needs robin in his life to like boost himself up mm-hmm. again he needs somebody who is a little more optimistic to to counterbalance the pessimism uh so i, I it just depends on where I think it depends on where he is. And so I think the actor should really be should look at the source material where and how Batman is portrayed in each of the stories that we're adapting, because I'm I'm kind of if you I'm kind of moving in order a little bit. If yeah. you if yeah, you look yeah. at the thing, not terribly, but enough that you can you can figure it out. But my favorite Batman, I think, honestly, if you really want to look at like when I think of Batman and like the type of personality he has and the Bruce Wayne, I'd look at the last season of Batman, the animated series when it moved to the WB. Okay. The first couple of seasons, he, Bruce is like, he's almost bumbling. He's like a Clark Kent style where there's like this literally scene where he's like being Bruce Wayne. he sees like the cake's going to explode because of the Joker and he's like, whoops. And he like throws <laughs> it in the, in the pool. And I enjoy that. In its own way, like he does it in the Dark Knight when he's like, "Where's Harvey Dent?" Like, oh, yeah, there he yeah, is, and he's yeah, kind of yeah. drunk. But then he goes out of the balcony, tosses his champagne because Batman doesn't drink, right. and he's like, "Screw all this, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't me." I right. enjoy that very much, but when it, it but then when it comes to Batman, spe- Batman specifically, um, I don't think you should be looking at any of the adaptations of the films because I've really yet to see a non-murdery Batman on screen. It's true. Like I like I love Michael Keaton and I loved Ben Affleck and I liked Christian Bale's I liked Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne very much. I didn't care mm-hmm. for his Batman. Um but like depends on the actually it depends on the movie. I hated his voice more than anything, but um but uh I think I I Batman is not a they always say like oh Batman's a symbol whatever else Batman's also a person like he can talk to you like yeah. as Batman yeah. and I think that's an important part to understand that he is still a person under the mask and I, I think that need that would need to come across mm-hmm. like he's not just like gonna he, he can't just stand silently in the corner the whole time like he has to he has to say something and that's that's what they should be focusing on yeah I like that I would love to watch this show I really would. I would love like a world where both of our shows exist and are like Sunday night is is the two hour block of like Superman and Batman back to back. Oh, that would be so much fun. That would be so amazing. Great. 
That would be so good. And when it uh, when it comes to the suit, you know, because uh, I asked you this question, you know, like where does the suit come from? I hate tactical Batman suit so much. Like I hate the like. Oh, Armor. it look it looks like Kevlar. Blah blah blah. Just, yeah, I don't like it. Just just make a cool looking s- suit. Like I'd rather. Ha- and then like, I love that it's textured, or whatever else. But like. If you take like the concept of the DCEU's Batman, yeah. and make it a like the elongate the ears a little bit and like things like that, then that's what I'm talking about right there. Nice, I would yeah. love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Would you do? Um, would you yeah. do I the? Think, I think actually, Batwoman suit on the CW is a perfect example. Oh, of like, okay. All like, right, there you go. It, it, you can do it. It looks fine. It's a perfect example. Like the cowl looks fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, that is just my question then. Yeah, yeah. All right, solid. Any final, any final thoughts? Other characters you'd work in? You mentioned Gordon. You mentioned Alfred. You know, are we going to see Aunt Harriet? Are we going? <laughs> no, Aunt Harriet. No, um, definitely Gordon. Definitely Bullock. Definitely Renee Montoya. Oh, uh, sweet. Oh yeah, can't go. I can't. You can't have the GCPD without Renee Montoya. You know, I'm at all, you. at all. And you know, depending on like where. You know, sometimes audiences click with different characters. You know, do you make Renee Montoya the question at one point? And, you know, like, yes, please. Exactly. Like things like that. Um, hmm. But I'd be like as far as like other characters, I would love to see certain villains like come into play and step into the limelight villains that we don't really get to see a lot of on on screen um like i love man bat like i have a super oh, like sure. oh i just love man bat so much and like that's like son of batman is just ninja man bats everywhere so like you need to establish kurt langstrom in a previous episode or season before you get to that so you're like what the hell are these man bats these ninja man bats like then like you understand the scope of a bunch of them who also carry swords before you get there things like that so you you've know. really thought this out, and it shows. You've really, really given a lot of thought, and, and I like the way you've plotted this all out. Uh, uh, Frank, Frank mention- I'll be honest. I plotted this during your pitch. Like, okay. yeah, <laughs> there you go. Like you would say something, and be like, oh, yeah, and then I yeah, would I like just, yeah. Um, last question from me. Mm-hmm. You haven't talked a lot about the gadgets and the tech and all that stuff. Will that be, do you see that being a part of your Batman, or is it less of an emphasis? Um, I. For me, I don't always need Batman to have a bazillion gadgets like he's James Bond. Like I I like sleuth Batman, so if it serves the investigative part of Batman, then uh, I'm I'm more for I'm more for that. Like he's gotta have the grappling gun, you know, a good couple of batarangs is gonna go a long way, you know, maybe like a gas breather if he needs it or something like that. But sure. I don't need like sonar enhanced, like follow the chemical trail like in the cowl thing like it's almost like when he relies too heavily on the tech i'm disinterested not disinterested okay. I've, like i love it like i love the arkham games because you get to play with all of that stuff but i like it when it comes from his brain because yeah, it shows yeah. how smart he is okay yeah but there, is it safe to assume there'll be a lucius fox uh character helping him in some capacity? i think so i like i think so and i i i like when he can is capable of developing it himself like he doesn't okay. need lucius to do it it just makes his life easier and i love lucius and i i would like to introduce lucius's son because um nice. you know like that's 
you know, who's I think going to be on Batwoman. So um, I think you're right. Yeah. So like, there's a lot. There's a lot to play. There's there's really a lot to play with. You know, um, there's really tons and tons to play with if you if you want it to. But oh yeah. Um, but I I would equally like to see some like Bruce, like um, Wayne Enterprises, like business stuff, you know, like the politics of the business and everything like that could also be fun. If it's, I think the, the, I think the focus should be superhero, the superhero portion in this case, unlike say like other, I have the opposite when I watch Superman, I'm like, oh, it should be the Daily Planet. Like I, like I have the, because Bruce is Batman, but, but Clark is Clark. Yeah. So That's that's right. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that's that's my pitch. And like you, I could continue to talk about this forever. So I'm going to wrap it up with, you can find us at BeerWithGeeks.com and Twitter and Gmail and Facebook. And you rate and review us on iTunes and find out the places the podcast can be found. You can find us on all of the Thought Bubble Audio shows at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. And of course, of course, head over to Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio to give us some money. One dollar. <laughs> yes, give us please. A, give, us, give us a dollar so I can fund the show. Yeah, make it happen. HBO, Warner Brother, Warner Brothers owns HBO. It's a possibility. Somebody's listening. Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, the whole kit and caboodle from us. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Thanks, bud. That was amazing. And I, I, the only sadness here is that those shows can't exist. Yep. Nope. And they won't. But you know what? In our minds, baby. Yeah, In our minds. All right. Well, then, until next time, cheers. cheers.